Can I get an amen? You got an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Hey, y'all. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen? We are hoping that anytime you tune in with us, we're leaving you a little bit better than you were before we found you. In our podcast, we hope to ignite something inside of you as we share our passion for personal growth, finding our God-given talents and gifts in this world, and also our love for living an intentional life. And that something sparks inside of you um, makes you, you know, shout out. Amen. Amen. This St. Patrick's Day, Thursday, March 17th, you can support the work of Catholic Charities of Acadiana at Sharing Spirits. The third annual Sharing Spirits puts together six local favorites, mixing their own craft cocktails with live music on the rock and bowl stage by South Louisiana favorites sold out. Food, live music, craft cocktails, bowling, and 300 of your best friends all supporting the essential programs of Catholic Charities of Acadiana that serve our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness, hunger, and poverty throughout the Diocese of Lafayette. Programs like St. Joseph Diner, our three emergency sheltering operations, Stella Maris Hygiene Center, FoodNet Food Bank, Disaster Response, Rebuilding Together Acadiana, The Emily House, and more. Get your tickets to the St. Patrick's Day edition of Sharing Spirits at Rock and Bowl today and support the work of Catholic Charities of Acadiana in a super fun and engaging way. Tickets are available right now at catholiccharitiesacadiana.com. All right, guys, we're back week two with Father Nick on our Lenten series about the 10 ways that the devil oppresses oppresses us. us. Thank you. Let's do it. Let's dive in, Father Nick. All right. So number two, the devil will lead us to think that we don't need the church's sacraments or her treasury of grace and particularly sanctifying grace which again comes from the sacraments. And so uh, I'm going to try to open each one of these with some scripture. This is the letter to Titus chapter three, verse five. Christ saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy spirit. And so to explain this in a little bit, we've always held that, Baptism is absolutely necessary. It is the gateway to the other sacraments. Also, a little side note on church architecture. It's the reason also why a baptistry is supposed to be near the entrance of the church. Mm. You enter heaven through baptism. Yes, we enter heaven through entering the church's sacraments through baptism. It's the gateway sacrament and everything we receive builds upon that unmerited gift of purification that righteousness bestowed upon us as this scripture quote says not because of any works of righteousness we had done nobody approaches baptism because god owed it to them so very very important to have that let's say as like a first principle in holiness and it's striving for holiness next scripture quote john chapter 6 verse 44 No one can come to me unless drawn by the father who sent me and I will raise that person up on the last day. This is one of my absolute favorite scripture quotes. I keep it with me and I especially share it with penitents who are maybe dealing with some anxiety or some parishioners who tell me outside the confessional, Father, I don't want to go. I do not want to go to confession. And, (laughs) And I will encourage them. If they are at least starting to talk about it 
Well, by the very fact, I, I tell everyone, if you are standing or sitting in the line waiting to go to confession, the the Father has already drawn you. Jesus says this. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. Right. And, but this also points back to the to first quote there from Titus chapter three, verse five is we we are drawn by grace. Right. Anytime we get down, no matter how established our routine of prayer is and what you do in prayer it is happening by God's willing it. God has drawn us. That's drawing us to mass, drawing us to the confessional, drawing us to be married to each other in exchanging nuptials, being confirmed. It's God's doing. And so what the devil will do is get us to think that we can find God some other way. And he's very creative in that. Uh, one that I hear um, very commonly is in nature, you know, Father, um, Sunday's great. Uh, that's nice, you know, but when I miss, I still find God when I'm out in the deer stand or whenever I'm fishing or I go hiking in Arkansas, I'm still with God, you know, and, and it's, it's sort of like, um, trying to put me back. Like I have no right to say that you are not in relationship with God. And so, that is simply not the case because just these two scriptures, there's a ton of others I could stand on here. And the reason I'm using scripture is this, that the sacred page is the soul of theology. It's the soul of everything we can ever say about God. It's inspired word, God speaking through those whom he has called to himself and enlightened to share knowledge of him. And we've had this arrangement that we call the Bible today since the 400s. And so it, it, we have to continue to stand on it uh, if we're going to say anything correctly uh, about God. So he saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy through the water of rebirth. And so to the person who says that, ah, mm, I don't need the Eucharist ah, confession, you know, I talk to God, I talk to God. Well, the problem is, is that God took us to himself. There was no one who approached God. You can go back to Moses and Mount Sinai, right? God reveals himself to us by his choice, by his grace. No one, no one can see God and live is what God told Moses. He could not allow anybody to approach him he said, remove your sandals from your feet for this ground is holy. Talking about Mount Sinai and that encounter eventually led to the reception of the Ten Commandments. Knowing God is something that is done on God's terms. And it is a proud heart that says otherwise. It's a son of the evil one or a daughter of the evil one who holds to anything else. And it's the humble. Those who say... I know that I've sinned. It's the good thief next to Christ on the cross. We deserve to be condemned, he says to Christ. And Christ responds to that, well, today you will be with me in paradise. To the one who felt there was nothing to repent over, there was their own sense of, of righteousness without the grace and mercy of our Lord. That one does not receive paradise. That one does not know peace. And so I also compare it to a marriage. Um, the couple who gets married, they spend a $1,100 out of parish fee to get, <laughs> you know, 
married in the big pretty church, right? Not that everybody who pays that has ill intentions. I'll just say it's common. <laughs> uh, is you know they do it. They they get married in the big church, right? They. <laughs> I guess that's all I can say. <laughs> so I don't offend too many people, but it's, it's, they do that. They put all of this investment in, right? And then they never go back to Sunday mass until maybe the first child. And they say, well, I guess we ought to get them baptized, right? Well, those marriages obviously get very weak, weak in the sense of worldly. They might look awesome on social media. And if they're being sustained by, you know, some kind of a material prosperity, everything might seem hunky dory, but they're rotten on the inside because love is from above. Love doesn't come from earth. Love made the earth. And so it's the couple, you know, we can be like that. We can be like that couple who just doesn't take that whole place, that sacred space and that reception of grace very seriously. But to the couple who never goes back to mass um, after they get married in that church, what they forget was that they were married to God first. We're married to God in holy baptism. And so we owe it to be faithful. Justice demands this, that we give God his just due. He saved us from our sins. We are in desperate need of a savior and the holy ones who make any kind of gain in the spiritual life become increasingly aware of this. This is why you see great saints like Pope St. John Paul II. They, he went to confession every day as the Pope, right? And so you could imagine somebody responding to that, right? Who is like, the Pope, man, I thought you're already in heaven if you're the Pope, you know? Well, like, what's the Pope confessing every day like that? Well, good. So I'm like, I need to do a better job of examining my conscience if the Pope's going to confession every day. It's great. This is already bearing fruit right, right? here, right now. Oh, yeah, but amen. <laughs> right. Well, it's this idea that God is so faithful to me. Mm. But he's so good, he doesn't, let's say, lift all the veils as he woos us into relationship with him. You you have that wonderful, wonderful, and I would say necessary conversion experience where, oh my gosh, the sky is bluer, the grass is greener, everybody's amazing. <laughs> There's no more darkness in the world. You just, you, you get in love with God, you know, uh, but he's not showing you everything that needs to be touched and healed, right? Mm -hmm. And and so we can live far and away by just kind of making up the relationship. When the fact is, Jesus said, you know, unless a man be born by water and the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Right? That's John chapter three. And so there is a necessity of receiving sanctifying grace. The devil will use all kinds of things. The beauty of God's creation. Oh, come look at this dough. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cup, ball, come. Jesus in a deer stand. Yeah, come, yeah. come catch some bass. Mm -hmm. God is calling you not to church, but to fish, you yeah. know. Did, you get to a scripture. You just think about it. I'm making light of it, but, you know, didn't he say be fishers of men? Well, come be right. fishers of fish, you know. And it, <laughs> He's such a son of a gun. Yeah. He will he will lure you away from the necessity mm -hmm. of seeing that we always stand in need of grace and that work. Um, and it's very important. I like what I hope people take away from this is this image of marriage, that we're already married to God. And so it's like a couple 
uh, giving into the sin of frigidity, if I could be a little bit graphic, right? That a couple that, for whatever reason, church says it's selfish, unless there's some obviously like a physical issue there. But the couple that gives into frigidity and doesn't celebrate their union through, yes, a union of flesh, that they might arrive at a heart to heart union, right? Or couple that just doesn't even have any dates anymore. You know, it's like, how are you going to get married and not, and just turn away and say, this love is no longer amazing. You know, you gave your life to it. Jesus saved us from the grips of sin, our own selfishness. And oh yeah, it's all good now. No problem. Even though I deserved hell, no problem. You know, no, that was severe and the work is not done. Catechism says this too, that it uses this Latin phrase, the fomes peccati, the tender for sin, the stuff that can easily reignite into full-blown mature sin remains after baptism. It's still a threat within us. Again, God in his super abundant, lavish, luxurious graces that he gives us to experience his love through all these consolations. He, he doesn't lift all the veils on how ugly our hearts really are. You know, mm-hmm. hatred and jealousy are there. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's that tendency to do the wrong thing, to do our neighbor wrong, to disrespect ourselves, to turn away from our God who loves us. And so got to be careful because the devil's right there to lure you right away and to say, you don't need to take care of your relationship. You don't need confession. And again, I point back to great saints like Pope St. John Paul II went every day and Kayla to that question, man, what the heck did he do wrong? You know, uh, how bad am I? Well, I know, and I tell my flock this all the time. I go two, sometimes three times a week. I'm going, yeah, certainly I'm a sinner, but I'm also going because I'm exchanging all of that darkness for his light every time. Mm. And he's healing me oh. more. It's a sacrament of healing. I didn't make that up. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a sacrament of healing. You know, he is healing me every time of those things he was so good to not show me at the beginning of our mm-hmm. relationship. Wow. <laughs> so many thoughts. I I have all kinds of thoughts. First of all, thank you for being the one that just is not afraid to come in here and drop truth bombs. Because while it may seem harsh, it needs to be sometimes. And I'm like, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, My second thought is people that are afraid to go to confession, because I know that that's a lot of us, is the best way it was described to me. So I hope this resonates with you, too. Is if you knew, think of your best friend in the whole wide world. If you knew you were going to do something to hurt your best friend and you did it anyway. And you needed to go apologize to your best friend because you needed to make it right. And and you love your best friend that much that you don't want to have any riff in your friendship. Are you going to go apologize to that person the way you want to apologize? Mm. Or the way that person needs to be apologized to? Mm. And as Catholics, the Lord asks us to go to confession to apologize to him because that's how he needs to be apologized to. Wow. And when somebody described it to me like that, it all of a sudden wasn't just about me and my fear. It was like, if I really want God to be my best friend, then this is how I need to go make this friendship stronger. Is this a, is how I need to heal. Right way to do the right thing. Yeah. 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 I love that. So if you're struggling with that, 
first of all, I get it. It's scary. I mean, my heart beats in my eyeballs still every time I go into the confessional. But the grace that you feel afterwards is just, it's undeniable. And he is a forgiving God. Mm. So go apologize to him the way he wants to be apologized to. So that would be my challenge this week. Might take a couple weeks to get there, but for Lent, if you haven't been in a while, suck it up, buttercup. Go get in line. Go apologize to your buddy and and make it right with him so he can heal your heart. Yeah. Yeah. For me, what resonated was the fact that it's easy to get the sacrament. It's hard to live out the sacrament. Mm. Sing it, married lady, sing it. (laughs) It's easy to get baptized because you're an innocent baby. It's hard to live out what that baptism means Mm. and to put yourself out there and to be that lay um, kingdom of priests that we talked about with our episode of that with that crew because it's risky and it costs you something. And so most people would rather stay comfortable. And I was definitely one of those people and can get into that space, too. And then marriage, you know, it's like it's easy to have a party and to get married and make it all about a party. But it's hard to love somebody unconditionally, including yourself. And so to live out what that sacrament of marriage is every day is difficult. And if it's not, then that's probably when we can realize that maybe we're doing it wrong because it's not easy. And there's, I think every sacrament is meant to be that way because that's where we find Jesus. Um, And so that's kind of what resonated with me. So my challenge this week would be to talk to Jesus about what does it mean if I'm not married? What does it mean to live out the sacrament of my baptism? And what are you calling me to do this week to share Jesus with somebody? And if you are married, how can I be Jesus to my spouse? And how can I love myself a little better this week? Yeah, I like that. I know I gave a Lenten challenge, but if I had to give a challenge for you this week, go to a daily mass. Get there on Sunday for sure. But go enjoy the intimacy with your Lord in a daily mass because, man, that's my favorite thing to do. And it's just, just do it. Don't let the devil lead you to think that you don't need to be in church and receive God's grace. Amen. Amen.